Good morning and welcome. This is Sunday, February 18, 2024. You are tuned to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. A live audio stream is available at the Grace Covenant website, which can be found at grace-covenant.org. Just select the radio button, then select Listen Live.
Let us worship God. worship, whether in person, whether watching on the live stream or listening on the radio, we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. At this time, I'd like to turn your attention to the announcements that are printed in the bulletin. I'm going to highlight a few. Please pick up your Lenten devotionals, which are available in the Nothex. We are thankful to the discipleship committee and the many volunteers who have contributed to it. Don't miss getting a copy today. Please join us for Wednesday night supper each Wednesday at 6 p.m. in the fellowship hall, followed by the Lenten community, uh, communion service at 6.45 p.m. in the chapel. Brian Baird will deliver the message this week. Step, strategies to elevate people We'll hold a volunteer open house on Monday, February the 19th from 4 to 7 p.m. at 436 Calhoun Street. Come learn how you can serve the children and adults of Gilpin Court through programs like job readiness and after-school tutoring. Interested individuals may register at steprichmond.org forward slash open house. Finally, spend time with God in prayer. Join in the New Time Prayer, uh, which is printed and outlined in the bulletin. And remember to pray for those um, who are on our congregational prayer list. Prayer changes things. Please read through the bulletin and discover the many ways that you can participate in the life and body of Christ here at Grace Covenant. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship the Lord. Please stand and join me in the call to worship. Let us worship God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. We are new creations. The old has gone the new has come. Let us worship God as Christ's ambassadors. Through us and through our worship, may we announce the good news to all. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. Praise God, we are reconciled, redeemed, and renewed. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 101st year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant, and today's broadcast is number 5,131. This morning's sermon, entitled, Turn to Jesus!, will be delivered by the Rev. Calvin H. Sidner IV, co-pastor. Assisting in the service today are Sharon Freuda, guest organist, the Chancel Choir, Helen Lanier Ramirez, liturgist, 
and the Reverend Joanna W. Sidner, co-pastor. Our opening hymn is Lord Who Throughout These 40 Days, which is number 81 in the Presbyterian Hymnal. join me in the prayer of confession. Righteous God, in Christ you became sin for us. You took what we are so that we might become what you are. But we confess that often we ignore our sin. We confess that too often we do not confess. We keep silent about the sin that clings to us but our sins are too great a burden for us. Forgive us. In Christ, take away our iniquity. You are our stronghold, our hiding place. May we confess our sins that we might then rejoice and be glad in you and in the righteousness that flows over us as a mighty stream of grace. In Christ, amen. Those who love me, I will deliver, says the Lord. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them and show them my salvation. Receive the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Children ages two through six are invited forward for Children's Chapel. 
They will be in the back of the fellowship hall for pickup immediately following worship. Also, youth ages 7 through 12 are also invited forward for youth chapel, and they will return after the sermon. Praise God for our children. Let us pray. God of mercy, you promised never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Enable us to respond to your gracious promise with faithful and obedient lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading is Psalm 25, verses 1 through 10. Listen for the word of the Lord. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are on are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast of love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning on this first Sunday in Lent. Let us now go to our gospel reading that comes from Mark 1, verses 14 and 15. Listen again for the word of the Lord. Now after Jesus was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, open our hearts and minds that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed to us today, we may hear what you are saying. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ. Amen. The sermon uh, title this morning is Turn to Jesus. The Gospel of Mark wastes no time getting to Jesus' ministry. In verses 1 through 8, John preached repentance to prepare the way for Jesus' baptism, and 
Following in verses 9 through 13, the heavens were torn apart, the Spirit descended like a dove on Jesus, and God spoke. The divine drama continued as the Holy Spirit drove Jesus without haste into the wilderness of Judea, where he was tempted for 40 days, wild beasts were tamed, and angels waited on him. At this point, we enter our text, uh, and it is a divine transitional point for Jesus' ministry and the kingdom of God. Another kingdom, the Roman Empire, is brooding in the background in the lives of of its subjects. The Roman Empire functioned under military dominance, political influence, and force, and emperors who claimed to be the son of God, that God is with a little g. They claim they came heralding the good news, but with temporary power, disappointing expectations, and deadly consequences to those who are radical to their rule and worldview. The Jews under Judaism were also expecting a kingdom to come in the last days of their own, where it was the Messiah who would appear in pomp and power to free the Jewish nation from Roman yoke and to give it dominion over all of its neighbors. To experience the reign of God from a Jewish perspective, one had to do good deeds and works for righteousness so that one could one day enter into it. Our passage also speaks to a new kingdom of God that would come with Jesus, not under dominance or even ideal worldly circumstances, but persecution and fear, and would be initiated by the arrest of John the Baptist. While there were no details as to who or why John was detained, his his arrest would foreshadow what would happen to Jesus but without the divine consequences of salvation. The Greek word for arrest also means to be handed over. And several times in Mark's gospel, the word is used uh, for Jesus, who was handed over to the authorities. In Mark 9, verse 31, the Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. Or in Mark chapter 10, verse 41, when Jesus said a third time, the hour has come, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. To be handed over was not an unfortunate timing, uh, but would indicate God's superintending of divine events. John was the forerunner of Jesus and his time on the scene had come and gone. Now Jesus came to Galilee to begin his ministry. He could have started his ministry anywhere, as you can imagine. Instead of preparing a missionary campaign to premiere his ministry in the bustling city of Jerusalem or anywhere else, he remained in the insignificant place of Galilee. Galilee was was no paradise. It had no particular draws that would suggest great success. While it was the hometown of uh, uh, Jesus' upbringing, it was a Jewish settler region 
where rugged and mountainous terrain painted the landscape. Many of us, deep down, feel our lives aren't that much different than how Galilee was viewed, insignificant. In a world where we are told that it can be our oyster, in our insignificance, our hearts sometimes can see ourselves in the barren places and with rough edges and where our souls are heavy burdened with mountainous baggage. Too much worry, too much marginalization, too much trouble, and too much oppression can make us feel unworthy. Everyone who suffers and experiences persecution is looking for good news. Good news is welcome news. Good news is comforting news. Good news gives us hope. It is always good when somebody is able to share good news with us. But we must be careful not to turn to the wrong people or illegitimate sources for the good news our hearts desire and need. Like the Roman citizens who were given the empire's version of the good news from the emperors who had a skewed view of God and their kingdom, we can receive empty and hopeless advice from well-intentioned people, even family and friends who can offer only their brokenness. Social media sites have much to say about good news, but often fall short of the transformative good news that profoundly impacts our lives toward God. Despite all of its insignificance, Jesus came to Galilee because it offered promise and opportunity to preach the gospel, the good news. Jerusalem, on the other hand, was a place of intense unfaithfulness and opposition from the temple and religious leaders, which made it less conducive to spreading the word of God. Jesus proclaimed what the gospel writer called the good news of God, or in some versions it might say the gospel of God, found only here in Mark's gospel. The good news of God is more than news about God. It is good news from God made known in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 17, For the time has come for judgment to begin with the household of God. If it begins with us, what will be at the end for those who do not obey the gospel of God? The good news in our text refers to the narrative of what Jesus taught and the early traditions of what was said about Jesus as the stories of his life, death, and resurrection. And thus, Jesus himself is the gospel. Jesus is the good news. Even the young children in the children's chapel get this one right every time on Thursdays when we ask them the question, what is the good news? In their cute little voices, we hear 
Jesus. Without hesitation, Jesus preached a very Presbyterian sermon about himself when he proclaimed, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The time being fulfilled here is not chronological as we understand time in the hands of a watch. It is God's opportune time, or the critical time, in which Jesus comes to his baptism at the Jordan River, John being handed over to the authorities, and Jesus returning to Galilee to begin his public ministry. God's timing, Cairo's time, was in effect. Jesus preached the kingdom of God came near. Sometimes we want to keep the thought of the kingdom of God in our heads only. But the kingdom of God that has come near would have been understood as a spatial concept of the actual presence of Jesus. The dawn of salvation was upon them and the reality of the reign of God was made personal in Jesus of Nazareth. And brothers and sisters, it would be in that powerful understanding that Jesus called them to have a unique response. Repent and believe in the good news. The first of the two commandments makes us feel pretty uncomfortable. Repent for what? Do Christians even have to repent after trusting in the good news? John the Baptist preached repentance uh, and for his hearers to turn to God. Now Jesus was proclaiming the, the same thing. But he goes on to add the main thing. Believe in the good news. Believing in the good news presupposes that we have turned from something or someone to Jesus. Jesus was saying to his Galilean congregation, as he says to us today through the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is present. Look to the good news. Turn to Jesus. We ought to turn to Jesus in all things and situations. What or who is distracting you? from turning to Jesus. To stay focused on Jesus, we must navigate through our distractions. Our significance and our insignificance can get in between us and Jesus. Our significance can tell us that we can hold out on Jesus because we have our situation all figured out or that our financial status or reputation speaks louder than God's love and mercy. The good news of Jesus is divine because when everything in life is good or everything we touch turns to gold, we can say, thank you, Jesus. And when circumstances are difficult and there seems to be nowhere else to turn and we must wait on the Lord, we can say, help me, Jesus. 
when our hearts are help, helpless and our insignificance rules. God's reign in Jesus carries our hearts and can make us whole. In our adversities, failed marriages, academic disappointments, fears of today and tomorrow, difficult diagnosis or the contemplation of our sinfulness before God is where Jesus convicts us, operates in and through our situation, and is waiting for us. There are also small distractions that we need to consider, such as work, hobbies, home, and extracurricular activities. We must be careful not to make idols that we worship, that we put our backs toward God. We must center our daily rituals around those activities that help us to grow toward Christ versus the other way around. Add your prayer time, Bible study, and fellowship. Add that to your calendar first, and then fill in the rest of your schedule. We must not be too tired for Jesus. We must strive for new and consistent ways of serving in the kingdom of God to which we belong. But we must have a heart for the weak to walk in the kingdom path. Kingdom walking and growing requires us to take off our old shoes and put on our new, path, our new faith shoes so that we might walk in the righteousness of the kingdom of God. Jewish literature of that time divided humans into two classes, the righteous and the unrighteous. The righteous would be rewarded for their obedience to the law, but in Christ, to enter it, we must accept or reject it. As believers, we must make decisions daily to live not just uh, with a religious outlook, but in the practical faith of caring for the weak, marginalized, abused, and persecuted, the people to whom Jesus first proclaimed the good news. Walking the kingdom path understands the urgency to serve others with the heart of the poor, insignificant, outsiders, and even children who readily find it. In Mark chapter 10, verses 14 and 15, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Taking the kingdom path requires humility and gratitude, a spirit of service, and a willingness to live a new life. To live the good news life, we must turn to Jesus. Not necessarily as a come to Jesus moment when everything has fallen apart, but, but that too but believing in the good news where Jesus ushers in a new reality amid life's disorders and questions. 
A new reality where the future for today and tomorrow is hopeful and secure because Christ has drawn near to us and is present. Our Emmanuel, God with us. Social media, TV, Google, and other ways make grand attempts at sharing worldly good news, success stories, and feel-good moments where we are attached to the characters of redemption, forgiveness, and second chances. I am reminded of the film Star Wars, Episode Six, The Return of the Jedi, that has a thrilling conclusion. It is the redemption of Darth Vader that captures the audience's heart as he ultimately chooses to save his son and reject the dark side, providing that even the most seemingly irredeemable person can find their way back to the light. While we are given eyes and hearts uh, and minds to see common grace, when we come to Jesus, we will be Christ's redeeming hands and feet that usher in hope, peace, love, and transformation to all we encounter. This is living the good news life. Brothers and sisters, the call to turn to Jesus is simple, but the execution requires faith. Repent and believe in the good news. Turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus when life is good. Turn to Jesus when life offers us sour grapes. Turn to Jesus when we don't know where else to turn. Set your distractions aside so that you can see Christ clearly in reading the scriptures. When you pray without ceasing, in your worship and praise and in your daily living. Have a heart for the weak and needy. Know that Jesus is already present and the kingdom is waiting for us to enter into it. Believing in the good news entails renewing and deepening our reliance on the King, Jesus. Despite our insignificance, Jesus sees our hearts as a place of renewing promise and opportunity for the gospel. Now all we must do is turn to Jesus. We must proclaim the good news and tell the world that the kingdom of God is near in Jesus. The time has been fulfilled that we might receive and grow in love and service for our neighbors. Will you turn to Jesus today? Amen. If you, have drift, if you have drifted from Jesus or the business and the busyness of life has distracted you from your prayer life or worship, now is the time to turn to Jesus. If you want to join Grace Covenant's faith community or to learn about the ways to join in the Spirit's movement through our many ministries, Pastor Joanna, Pastor Nelson and I would love to walk with you on your kingdom journey. To God be the glory. Please stand now if you are able as we sing hymn 271 in the red hymnal, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me.
You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, Turn to Jesus, which was delivered by the Reverend Calvin H. Sidner IV, co-pastor. The congregation will now join in singing, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, which is number 271 in the hymn book. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Holy Spirit calls us into participation within the body of Christ. Let us prepare our hearts and minds as we move into our service of ordination and installation of all elders and deacons here at Grace Covenant. There are different gifts but it is the same Spirit who gives them. There are different ways of serving God, but it is the same Lord who is served. God works through different people in different ways, but it is the same God who achieves his purpose through them all. Each one is given a gift in the Spirit to use it for the common good. Together, we are the body of Christ, and individually members of him. 
Will the elders-elect and deacons-elect please come forward? Deacons to the lectern side and elders to the pulpit side. I present to you the elders-elect, Caroline Leith, class of 2026, Charlie Appick III, Carlton Boiseau, Cheryl Jacobs, class of 2027, deacons-elect, Catherine Baird, Kent Cardwell, and Judy Waldron, class of 2027. As God calls some to particular forms of ministry, God calls us all to bear gladly the yoke of Christ given in the covenant of baptism. Let us therefore reaffirm our baptismal vows, renouncing all that opposes God and God's rule and affirming the faith of the Holy Catholic Church. Elders and deacons, trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Do you? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting his grace and love, do you? I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciples, obeying his word and showing his love? Will you with God's help? I will with God's help. With the whole church, let us stand now and confess our faith using the Apostles' Creed printed in the bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. As As we enter into the service of God, we remember our baptism in Christ and are thankful. We praise you for sending Jesus, your son, for us 
as baptized in the water of the Jordan. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Gracious and eternal God, with joy we give you thanks and praise. We praise you for sending Jesus, your Son, who was for us baptized in the waters of Jordan and was anointed as Christ by your Holy Spirit. Through the baptism of his death and resurrection, you set us free from the bondage of sin and death and give us cleansing and rebirth. By your Holy Spirit, renew us, that we may be empowered to do your will and continue forever in the risen life of Christ, to whom you, with the Holy Spirit, be all glory, honor, now and forever. Amen. Candidates, please affirm your acceptance of the role you are seeking in your calling and service by answering the following questions in the affirmative. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior? Acknowledge him, Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do you? I do. I do. Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ in the church universal in God's word to you, do you? I do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church as authentic and reliable expositions of what scripture leads us to believe and do? And will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God. Do you and will you? I do and I will. Will you fulfill your ministry in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? Will you? I will. Will you be governed by our church's polity and will you abide by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them, subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Will you? I will. Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? Will you? I will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? Do you? Will you pray for and seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Will you? I will. For the ruling elders. Will you be faithful ruling elders, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in the government and discipline, serving in councils of the church, and in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Will you? I will. For the deacons, will you be a faithful deacon teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendless and those in need? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Will you? 
Please stand. Do we, the members of the church, accept Caroline Leith, Charlie Appick III, Carlton Boiseau, Cheryl Jacobs, Catherine Baird, Kent Cardwell, and Judy Waldron as ruling elders and deacons, chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ? Do we? We do. Do we agree to pray for them, to encourage them, to respect their decisions, and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is head of the church? Do we? We do. You may be seated. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal God, with joy we give you thanks and praise. We praise you for Jesus Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life to set others free. Anointed by your Holy Spirit, he proclaimed your reign on earth, revealing your saving love in all he said and did. Gracious God, pour out your spirit upon your servants, Caroline, Charlie, Carlton, Cheryl, Catherine, Kent, and Judy, whom you call by baptism as your own. Grant them the same mind that was in Jesus Christ. We also give you thanks for your servants as they continue in the ministry to which you have called them. Help them to rely on the gifts of your spirit and to follow Christ faithfully in this calling. Gracious God, pour out your spirit of power and truth upon the whole church, that we may be for you a holy people baptized to serve you in the world. Sustain your church in ministry, ground us in the gospel, secure our hope in Christ, strengthen our service to the outcast, and increase our love for one another. Showing us the transforming power of your grace in our life together, that we may be effective servants of the gospel, offering a compelling witness in the world of good news, of the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Congratulations. You are deacons and ruling elders installed to ministries of service and governance in the Church of Jesus Christ and for this congregation. Be faithful and true in your ministry so that your whole life will bear witness to the crucified and risen Christ. Let us extend the hand of fellowship to the elders and deacons in the social room immediately following the worship service. To God be the glory. Let us, as a community of faith, go to God in prayer again. Let us pray. Gracious God, God of love, God of peace, God who comes to us, we come to you now in humility and thanksgiving for the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. Your son fasted for 40 days in the wilderness and was tempted in every way as we are but without sin. 
Move your spirit in and around and through us so that we might be obedient to your spirit. Wash us in the waters of baptism and give us new life daily so that by your spirit we are prepared for the ministries that you have prepared ahead of us. O oh God, during this Lenten season, inspire us to take advantage of being intentional about our preparation to grow closer to you and to serve. Help us to contemplate our sin and the fragility of humanity and for us to know in our hearts that we need a Savior. We come with thankfulness in our hearts for the blessings of being your children, for how you have nurtured us, sustained us, and called us as your own. Lord, we thank you for this nation. Bless us in our abundance and in our concerns. Give us hearts to help the least of these for that this is what you did for us and you continue to do. Give us spirits of freedom so that we might show redemption, participate in reconciliation, and show gratitude in our hearts toward others. We especially thank you for Jesus and his life and works that call us into faithfulness and into salvation. We are grateful for this faithful community, O oh God, Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church, and how the Holy Spirit continues to move and sustain us in faith through God's love and has called us into the world. We are especially thankful today for how the Spirit has moved in the hearts of our newly installed officers, elders, and deacons. Keep your hand of grace upon them and their ministries, and that they might continue to turn to you throughout their service and find joy in using their gifts. And all that we are thankful for, O oh God, we come with prayers of petition to a God of steadfast faith who hears our prayers. God of might and mercy, strengthen us through the power of the Holy Spirit to build with you the kingdom of love, which justice reigns and which none will cause suffering to others. All will be caring, compassion and everlasting love, never ending, and all embracing the love of God. Lord, we pray for this world and all the nations and its peoples, especially those steeped in war and conflict. Continue uh, watching over countries like Russia and Ukraine and Israel and Hamas and all the other countries that are stricken with grief and famine and violence and fear. Bring peace, O oh Lord. We pray for all of the individuals in our nation who are affected by mass shooting and gun violence that continues to plague us. We especially pray for the victims at this time for Kansas City, for the Kansas City Chiefs Parade, O oh God. Mend hearts and bring wholeness to all who are affected. Protect the most vulnerable among us, the insignificant in our homes, neighborhoods and cities, 
the nation, and the world. Lord, grant us to see the weak, the hungry, the sick, depressed and lonely, and those who are stricken with grief. And give us boldness to offer compassion and service. Be with all of our college students and seminarians, O Lord. We are blessed. Guard their hearts and minds and their studies and help them to find true Sabbath. We pray for all who mourn, comfort and keep us in resurrection hope until your return, when all things will be made right in your glory. O God, this day and every day, deepen our devotion to you and inspire us to take all our burdens to you in prayer. With great trust in the Lord who shows us compassion, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. With gladness, let us present at this time the offerings of our life and labor to the Lord. Responding to God's invitation, I invite each of us to offer our gifts today for the work of the ministries of worship and Christian education, ministries of fellowship and congregational care, ministries of service to our neighbors near and far. As the ushers pass the plates, please place your attendance cards, any prayer requests that you may have, and your offering on the plate. For those worshiping at home, we encourage you to continue your financial ministry by sending your offering either through the mail, through your bank or online at www.grace-covenant.org. Give slash hyphen online. Please give as the Spirit leads you. And to God be the glory.
God, most merciful and gracious, of whose bounty we have all received, accept this offering for your people. Remember in your love those who have brought it and those for whom it is given. And so follow it with your blessing that it may promote peace and goodwill among all peoples and advance the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we continue to stand, let us sing hymn 387 in the blue hymnal, Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. Following the worship service, please join us in the social room for our reception and to greet our newly installed deacons and elders. The kingdom of God is near. Turn to Jesus and believe in the good news. Now hear these words of blessing. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ 
the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen.
For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. Just a reminder that the next Red Cross Blood Drive here at Grace Covenant will occur on Good Friday, that's March the 29th, between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Register at redcrossblood.org. Your announcer today has been John Harris, and the engineer was John Miller. Steve Kemp is our head engineer. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES.